Being a good person is hard. How do we make ethical choices in our complex, globalized world? There are so many ways to look at even simple things like brushing your teeth or drinking wine. Welcome to Pullback. I'm Kristen, and I'm a PhD student at the University of Toronto studying nonprofit politics and eco labels. And I'm Kyla. I've teamed up with my old friend Kristen to beep boop her audio and moan about how I regularly suffer from decision fatigue. <laughs> so much decision fatigue from everyone. Oh my god, Kristen, just tell me the answers. <laughs> Join us every other week as we dive deeply into the hidden issues behind your favorite things. Where Kristen is going to definitely give us all of the answers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Academics always hedge, you know this. <laughs> but we are going to challenge ourselves to go beyond the product labels and the consumer movements to see what's really going on. We cover important topics like how to spot cruelty-free makeup and also super serious matters like should you make your own toothpaste? Uh, spoiler alert, no. <laughs> Not if you're me anyways. Uh, whether you're already a waste-free vegan or an average consumer, this show is for you. Join us in our journey to make more informed decisions. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Yay! That was a really smooth one at the end there. <laughs> I tried to turn on my podcast voice for that one. Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And I would have got away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids and their podcaster named Maddie D. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Is it? I think that's just a standard trope of what we're here to I talk mean, about this it, week. Does it happen in the end? Yeah, pretty much every time. There you go. So it is a spoiler. Unless the ending involves a robot being driven by a tiny dog. But anyway. Well, I was just about to use that one as well. You stole it from me because I was oh, like, yeah, exactly. I, alternatively, we could say that Mr. Bean's not the bad guy yeah. and it's actually a robot that has a dog inside that urinates yeah. everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Now, if that didn't make it obvious enough as to what we're talking about this week, we're going to predict what's going to happen in the upcoming Scoob movie, which is the latest in the long-running Scooby-Doo franchise. How creative is this title? Scoob! Yeah, I know. Well, it's just one of the only ones that they haven't used before. <laughs> yes. But before we continue talking about Scoob, Manny D, can you explain what that weird promotion was at the start of the episode? I'm sure a lot of people were confused. They're like, am I listening to the right show? <laughs> yes, that's... uh. Well, what you heard just... I guess before the show started was uh, a little something from our good friends at Pullback, yep. which is another podcast, a podcast that we're both actually real avid fans of, actually. Yes, that's right. Um, and a podcast we both recently guest appeared on. And yep. Covered. Earlier this week, the episode came out. We appeared on their show to talk about movies. Mm. Just a general description of the show. I suppose what they generally talk about is ethical consumption and I suppose ethics in general, Which in I a think way. is a pretty important issue. issue at the moment. So they've done episodes on you know consumption of milk, clothing, toothpaste, toothpaste even, even laundry. and uh, they called us up because they were doing an episode about movies and about yeah. the ethics of the movie industry. And we came, gave our two cents for whatever yeah. that's worth. <laughs> And we also came up with our own ethical movie plot. That's right. That's right. So we had a lot of fun with them. Uh, I believe it's going to be a two-parter as well. So check out the second one yes. when that comes out. But generally a good show. They're worth taking a look at their archives. And definitely a fun episode. I know I had a lot of fun. I did too. Now, I'm going to leave a link to that episode as well as the pullback website itself in the show notes. So check that out if you're interested. But I strongly recommend listening to our crossover episode. Oh, yeah. We make a movie from scratch. So yeah, if anyone right. wanted to hear us do that, which we have never done on this show... Um, because we usually have a prompt or something. We did that. Yes, we did. So if you haven't listened to this show before, welcome, welcome. Welcome. 
what we typically do is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming movie, if they do end up coming out at the cinemas at all, since it's a bit sketchy at the moment. That's true. And we watch the trailer, we look at the poster, and we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then when the movie comes out, we watch if the movie. If it comes out, we it'll come out. Yeah. <laughs> and we uh, come back and tell you how wrong we were. Yeah. Or how right we were. Yeah. Well... I don't know about you, but I feel pretty shaky this week with this one. Look, I definitely know I've got the first half down pat. Yep. The rest, we'll see. Usually with these kids' movies, I, I always feel more confident with them. Yeah. This one, I'm, I'm not too sure. We either give them too much credit or we're not enough credit. The, yeah, true. Adam's so, family much, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know where I lean with this one, but we'll find out when the movie comes out. Mm. So, of course, Scoob is based on the classic Hanna-Barbera Saturday morning cartoon, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, which started in 1969 and ran till 1976. It's still running. Yeah, it's still running in various iterations. There have been at least 10 different TV show versions of Scooby-Doo at this stage. Do you remember when it had canned laughter? It went through a phase where it had yeah. canned laughter. That was in the 60s. Was it? That I was thought, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? I thought it didn't have canned laughter. No, and no, then it definitely did. they introduced it in later. And it was in for the longest time, because I remember the awful Scrappy-Doo episodes they had the canned laughter yeah, in would, that as you well. you would need canned laughter for Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we should probably explain to anyone who's not familiar, I don't know who they would yeah. be, what rock they were living under, what cave they just crawled out of. Tell us who is Scooby-Doo. Yeah, well, we should explain the premise of Scooby-Doo. So, it's about a group of four teenagers, two guys, two girls, and a talking dog who make up a team... Anthropomorphic dog. Well, he's an actual dog, but if he was a man dog, he'd be anthropomorphic. He speaks and has... And he goes on his, like, two legs at some stage. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's sometimes anthropomorphic. Depends on the uh, artist, I think. But they make up a team known as Mystery Inc., and they drive around in their van called the Mystery Machine, and they investigate paranormal activity, which typically ends up being hoaxes. Yeah, just people dressed up as... Monsters or ghosts. Monsters or ghosts to scare people away from a house... For some Typically. nefarious reason. So they're pretty terrible Ghostbusters. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. I mean, I always drew the comparison when I was a kid, because I think I was watching Ghostbusters, the yeah. TV show, the real Ghostbusters and Scooby-Doo roughly around the same time. I guess that leads me perfectly to my next question. What is your history with Scooby-Doo itself as a franchise? Look, watched it as a child. I think everybody who grew up in the world right now has watched this movie as a child. Or this series. This series in some form of another. It was always on TV. I like Which versions have you watched? Look, I, probably a bit of every one of them. I. It's hard to differ between the different series. Yeah, I suppose You so. know what I mean? They're very samey. So it was always just kind of on in the background. What, can, what else can I say? I, I think when I was a child, I remember drawing a Scooby-Doo picture, so yeah. I must have thought it was cool. But, you know, and I remember when the movie came out as well in, what, 2000 and Came out in 2002. 2002. And I thought that was cool. It doesn't... It's uh, not still on your shelf today? No. You don't revisit it <laughs> no, often? No, no. Watching that again, I was like, that movie was good, right? No, it was not. Yeah, I, I, that's sort Oh, of, did you revisit it for I, the show? No, I didn't. I revisited. Or you just revisited it for fun <laughs> yes. in your own time? Yeah, well, it was on, wow. on uh, free-to-air, so... Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can't really knock Scooby-Doo. It was a great formula. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's good for what it is. It's stood the test of time. Uh, I guess my history is everyone's history. It sounds to me like you watched it, but you didn't love it. Like you enjoyed it well enough, but it's not like your favorite childhood Look, memory. I think, of I, think all it's time. A, I think it's a matter of I loved it as a child, but because it was always on. And it was I always never, the same thing every I episode. I never had the opportunity to miss it. You know how you get nostalgic over things? Like you're like, yeah. oh my God, I loved. Oh, I see what you're You know, saying. Harry Potter, I love Dragon Ball Z because they finished. 
Yeah. Scooby-Doo just kept going, so you never really had that... Well, the both examples that you listed are still going. Oh, okay. So. Well, maybe... Well, Harry Potter isn't really... Yeah, Fantastic Beasts are still going. Oh, okay, still fair enough, fair enough. doing the Cursed Child as a stage but show. But not in the same sort yeah, of... Yeah, not in the same capacity. Not in the same yeah. capacity. You could even miss, like, the Looney Tunes, but I know they're still going. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very different, but... Yeah, so I think that's my sort of relationship with Scooby-Doo, if I have yeah. one. Yeah, um, I, I've got to say I'm pretty much the same as you. I grew up watching that classic 1969 to 1976 run. Obviously not when it first aired, but I remember it was on TV all the time when I was a kid. And then, of course, I caught a couple of the other various iterations over the years. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but there were actually TV movies of that original 60s run as well, if you remember those. Yeah, I do. I think I had some of them. Yeah, I remember there was one where they teamed up with Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, I remember that as well. Voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward, I believe. But there was another one I remember as well, and I was always really confused by this one as a kid, but there was an episode where they teamed up with Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas. They teamed up with everybody. They teamed up with uh, basketballers. Yeah, that's they, right. The Harlem Globetrotters. They I think teamed it was. Up, they teamed up with wrestlers very recently. Really? Weird, yeah, yeah. Wow. The, the WWE wrestlers. They've teamed up with uh, Josie and the Pussycats, which makes more yeah. sense because they share the same... Yeah, they're sort of in the same Hanna-Barbera universe. A few characters here they've actually yeah. bumped around with as well. But we'll get in into that movie. as we go further into it. I'll tell you what I did love about Scooby-Doo. I always got a kick out of when they would make Scooby-Doo do something he didn't want to do for a Scooby snack. And every time he was like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, Scooby's Scooby's holding out. When he's like, I'll give give you a whole box of Scooby snacks. Would you do it for a Scooby snack? And he goes, no. And then, would you do it for two Scooby snacks? That doesn't get old. Everything else about it does, but that doesn't get old. You get sick of the running back and forth through the hallway. Actually, no, that, always do. that's fantastic. I love that too. What am I saying? I love Scooby-Doo. Oh, he's a massive fan. A massive Who would fan. have thought? So did you ever watch Scooby-Dumb or the Scrappy-Doo spinoff show? Remember Scooby-Dumb, like his idiot cousin? Which is weird saying that Scooby-Doo was the smart one. <laughs> I think I have a vague image of what he looks like. I definitely remember Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo was like a popular character. Nobody likes Scooby-Dumb. Scooby-Dumb was yeah, no, his name? Was yeah. his actual name? Yeah, yeah, that was so his what, name. So was Scooby he just Dumb. an idiot? Basically, I'm, I have very shaky recollections Dumb. here. But yeah, I just remember he was more like a haggard, a hobo version of Scooby-Doo, what? if I'm remembering so correctly. So he was a down-on-his-luck Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We're going to have to look more into it after but we, the show. We all remember Scrappy-Doo. I, yeah. I certainly do. Um, oh, he sucked. He was so annoying. Yes. Funny thing is, is everyone at my primary school loved Scrappy-Doo. He was a popular character. Let I, me at him. I didn't Let like me him, at him because in my Puppy core, even as a child, I, I didn't believe in violence. So I was like, this puppy just wants to fight all the time. Not about that, man. And he's an Not asshole. Not about that. Yeah. I'm about like- Peace sh- and love. I'm about Shaggy and Scooby who just want to eat and run away from things. <laughs> which I was like- doobies. Totally. Well, I didn't get that until later okay. on, which I'm ashamed that- they're not, you know, exploiting that more. No. They referenced it in the 2002 movie, they if did. you remember, was which was so hilarious. Bold. Where they're in the van and all this smoke's coming out and they're like giggling and they cut to in the van and they're just cooking burgers. It's so obvious he's a stoner. Yeah. So obviously, as we just mentioned, there was the 2002 movie, which we both obviously saw and I think we enjoyed it some capacity yeah, it was fun. when we were kids. And then, of course, there was the sequel that came out in 2004 called Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. And I don't know if you remember that there was also a Scooby-Doo porn parody that came out a couple of years ago uh, as well. Uh, no, I don't remember that or know about because, that. Because, you know, one of your childhood memories, you love Scooby-Doo the animal, but why wouldn't you want to see him fuck somebody? But no, mind you, Scooby-Doo isn't in the porn parody. It's just the human characters. Oh, okay. So it's not Mind somebody. you, I haven't seen it, so I can't really confirm it. But from what I read, oh, Scooby-Doo doesn't appear. Does Scrappy-Doo appear? Goodness. No, he does not. <laughs> it's just Velma, Shaggy, Fred, and Daphne just boning. <laughs> 
Yeah, does one of them pull a face mask off and it's Scooby-Doo underneath? I think they do do that in the... Like I said, I haven't seen it, but I think they do do that in it. Have we just abandoned the fact that this is a child's uh, oh, movie? It's our podcast. We okay. can talk about whatever right. we well, want. But fuck I think, it, I guess. I think that's an important milestone in the Scooby-Doo history that they have <laughs> they a the, porn parody. They rip the condom off. It's a different... Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, so back to Scoob itself, this upcoming movie. Did you know it's actually intended to be the first movie in the Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe? Yeah, I did read that. Which so they're going to have a whole bunch of crossover Hanna-Barbera Huckleberry movies. Hound movie. I'm oh waiting my for God. it. I'm waiting for the Huckleberry Snagglepuss. Hound movie. My favourite Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera character is Manila the Gorilla, and I want oh, right. him to have a movie. Wasn't it Magilla Gorilla? You might be right. I, I can't remember. I think it is Manila the Gorilla. Oh, well. It's something we both, like we that. Don't, well, It's obviously not your favourite character that if neither of us can remember it. <laughs> But yeah, so they're going to be pumping out more movies and I'm, just to get into my prediction early, I think there's going to be quite a number of crossovers yeah, that we're going to see in this movie. Absolutely. You mean like crossovers with other characters from this Hanna-Barbera right, universe? That's right. Because if there's one thing the we HBCU. haven't seen enough of is universe building. Yeah. Why not? Let's do more universe building. So if this movie's a success, we can expect to see more movies in this universe. And if it's not, they'll reboot it. Yeah, absolutely. They'll just do another exactly the same Scooby-Doo movie further down the track. Now, another thing I wanted to mention as well that this movie Scoob is being directed by Dax Shepard who brought us Zathura, a space adventure which uh, we've mentioned in our Jumanji yes, episode that was trash and he also directed Idiocracy. Okay, so, what do you think of Idiocracy? Yeah, it had its moments. It was a good concept movie. A lot of people love it, but I'm yeah. just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think there was two jokes I laughed at in the movie. It felt like watching a student film. Yeah, it sort of did. But I don't know what that says about this upcoming movie, if he's taking the rein. So Zathura and Idiocracy don't they fill you. in good hands. Yeah, they don't fill you with confidence, in do they? good, good hands. All right, so what do we know about this movie so far? Okay. We've mentioned quite a few things. But so when we sat down to do this movie, we were like, oh, there's heaps of promotional material. Yeah. There is not. No, there is there not. There is two trailers. One is pretty much a teaser. What we can gather from it is that it is an origin story. Partly, yeah. Yeah, partly. Telling the story about how Scooby and Shaggy met and they get abducted. And how they meet Fred, Velma and Daphne That's as true. well. That's true. So, and they also get abducted and I guess Fred, Velma and Daphne are trying to rescue or yep. find out what's happened to Sh- Scooby and Shaggy. And Scooby and Shaggy are meeting their childhood heroes, which seems to yeah. be a superhero who is in the Hanna-Barbera universe. That's right. Absolutely. We'll get more into that as we and go further into it. I guess, you know, not to harp on the cast, but it seems like the lead villain of this movie is another Hanna-Barbera character called Dick Dastardly. Who's yeah, that's from right. Who's Races. Yeah. As I said, we're going to get further into that as we talk about the character characters themselves and who's playing them but i do have an official description from warner brothers here if you'd like to hear it i hate this description it's interesting since childhood shaggy rogers fred jones velma dinkley and daphne blake have been solving mysteries across the globe with shaggy's pet dog scooby-doo but their greatest mystery together comes in a turn of events that doesn't make much sense when the Blue Falcon recruits Shaggy and Scooby to thwart Dick Dastardly from causing a global dog apocalypse. Right, and I also read somewhere as well that the dog apocalypse. Oh my god! Oh wow! Is yeah. <laughs> is uh, summoning Cerberus, the three-headed dog? Really? <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't read any of this. Okay, that was another description. I'm gonna I read. have to work that into my plot then. <laughs> 
<laughs> you didn't know that? No, I did not. Yeah, so that's that. You know, Cerberus, the yeah, 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 from Greek mythology. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so that's our plot. Oh, is that our plot? We're finished, are we? Yeah, that's our. So plot. So that's We're the finished. official plot that, description. Well, that's the plot description. Yeah. By the way, did you know his name was Shaggy Rogers? I didn't. Yes, know I did. That. I knew all of their full names from really? the other movie. How did you know that? It was in the other movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. Has it always been their names? Yeah, yeah, always. Shaggy Rogers was always Shaggy Rogers. Yeah, that's right. What a dumb name. And Velma Dinkley? Yeah, yeah, that's her real name. I'm surprised you didn't know this. Because it was it rhymes with jinkies, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't, but okay. It's, it's, close it's enough. a half rhyme. It's close enough. My brother's a rapper. I know these things. Oh, wow. Bit of uh, Manny D insights here. So let's talk about who's in the movie and the various characters. We can explain in a bit more depth who they are and what their relationship is with each other. So first off, playing the titular Scooby-Doo himself is Frank Welker. What do you think of this voice acting, Kieran? Off air, Manny D was complaining that Scooby-Doo's voice sounds wrong, but this guy has actually been voicing Scooby-Doo since 2002. And he's actually one of the original voice cast as well. He was originally Fred way back in 1969. Was he really? Yeah, so it's interesting that you gave him such a hard time. Well, I take it all back then. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a point in the trailer where Shaggy presents Scooby with like his iconic collar his and collar, yeah. dog tag. Yeah. And then in perfect diction, no extra R's, Scooby just goes... I love it. And it's supposed to be like a heartwarming moment, but I just crack up every time. I love it. I love it. I'll never take it off. I can't believe this is the guy who actually does the Scooby-Doo voice. He did it in the movie, the 2002 movie and the 2004 mm. sequel, and he's been doing it in the cartoons for years. He doesn't sound like Scooby-Doo to me. I guess he just sounds off. But yeah, good old Frank, he's been around for a long time. He's done a ton of stuff. He was in Transformers, the classic Transformers series, and some of the new movies. Hey, you know how I feel about giving voice actors work, but... I, I am absolutely happy to see at least I one... I I'm happy to see at least one actual voice actor in this cast, because we always say, whenever we talk about an anime, movie, we always say how it's a shame that they rely on big name Hollywood actors instead of voice actors for voice roles these days. Mm. But again, as we say every time, they just do that to put bums on seats, to get people in. That's why Marky Mark's there. Oh yes, we'll get to him in a sec, don't you worry. But yeah, he's not voicing Fred this time around, Frank Welker, but he is voicing Scoob. You said he voices Scoob since 2002. Yeah, that's right. So he is the current Scooby voice actor. So go. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he was having an off day when he recorded these Stop lines. Stop smoking. Yeah. Oh, well, keep going. He's a good voice actor, so <laughs> keep smoking. You'll get more roles. So next up playing Shaggy Rogers himself, Scoob's best friend, is Will Forte. Yep. You may know him from Saturday Night Live. He's one of the alumni there. And he was also in one of the worst comedy movies I've ever seen to come out of Saturday Night Live. McGruber. Yes. Less said about that, yes, the better, I absolutely. think. Um, that's the <laughs> Let's make that vetoed on this podcast. Yeah. Let's never talk about McGruber. So what do you think of Will Forte as Shaggy? I know that they didn't ask the original voice actor to come and what, do this. Casey Kasem? Because he's dead. That's why they didn't ask him. I sent you this a while, like a few days ago. Wasn't the original? Oh, you're talking about the guy who played him, Matthew Lillard, mm. in the 2002 movie. Hardly the original Shaggy. Okay, fair enough. But, but he um, did. Matthew Lillard did a better job he... than Will Forte is pulling off in these trailers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this voice acting for Shaggy. No. I feel like these are two. I, I'm not a voice actor, so I am. Yeah. You know, I deserve any hate messaging I get, but. I feel like they're two characters that are very easy to pull off. Yeah. Like people well, Let's mimic- hear you Shaggy then. <laughs> what does he say? And then I want to hear your Scooby-Doo <laughs> straight afterwards. Okay, Raggy. See, all right, that's okay. See, I feel like I've heard better impersonations from other people of these characters just doing it in jest. Well, you can just say Scoob, I suppose, as Shaggy. Scoop! 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 
let's go get a hot dog. But yeah, Pass I feel the like Doobie Scoop. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Scooby Dooby. But anyway, yeah, I don't think we're much better. But Will Forte sounds like he's doing an impression of Shaggy lying in a bed reading a newspaper. <laughs> That's just my opinion, anyway. Sort of like, hey, Scoob, what's going on? I'm just gonna chill out. Yeah, here. it's it's what? more Mickey Mouse than Shaggy. Yeah, yeah, it is in a weird way. Next up, playing young Shaggy, so Shaggy in the flashback or in the origin story, is Ian Armitage, who you may remember as playing young Sheldon in that TV show. Okay. So I'm glad he got a second role after the disaster of a first role. Lots of people what? like that show. Young Sheldon. I thought that was a popular show. Yeah, it is. You are not it's a, a fan. It's a TV show, a, a spin-off TV show from a terrible sitcom, these Big are, Theory. These are opinions, Kieran, yeah, and there's a lot of fans of those shows. Yeah. Well, hopefully he can branch out and go to bigger things than young Sheldon. And you can't say that the actor isn't bad in those, you know, in that TV show. Mm, well, I've never seen it, so I can't really judge. <laughs> but I can imagine what it's like. So, yeah, he uh, might pull out a good performance. I'm, I'm not okay. going to bag good old Ian. Yeah, I'm okay with that voice acting with this one, but I don't think... Doesn't sound like Shaggy, though. It's like, they didn't, like even, they didn't even attempt, a child. Yeah, they didn't even attempt to make childhood Shaggy sound like adult Shaggy at well, all. Like, what, like, how they have would different you have done accents. That? How would you have done that? What like, accent does he have? I don't know, like a California sort of surfer guy uh, in a weird way. I guess so. Or a typical 60s hippie. Yeah, I guess Hothead so. hippie. I guess so. But yeah, they didn't even attempt to make him sound hey, similar it's, at all. It's weird that this character is set in modern day. It always weirds yeah. me Yeah. They're not even from the 60s anymore. No, but they're so from the 60s. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Next up, playing Blue Falcon, who was originally from Dynamite Dog Wonder. The character Blue Falcon, that is. Yeah, and Dynamite uh, Dog Wonder has a lot of similarities. Dynamite. I had written that down because I knew I'd forget it. He has a lot of striking similarities to Scoob. Yeah, he's just a robot Scooby-Doo. Pretty much. Blue Falcon is being played by Mark Wahlberg. Now, what do we know Mark Wahlberg from? Obviously, he was in... Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That's right, he was. The Happening. He was. Max Payne. Oh, my God. Do you remember that yeah. one? Oh, Jesus. I wish I didn't. Yeah, so uh, he's just doing his standard Mark Wahlberg thing here. He's in everything. Yeah, he is. Every second movie. But we've never talked about him before on this show. No. So welcome to the show, Mark. Welcome, Mark. Look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, and I'm sure we will. Next up, playing Dick Dastardly, the villain of the movie, who, of course, Dick Dastardly was originally from Wacky Races, and he was also in a spin-off show with Muttley. I think it was called, like, The Muttley Adventure Hour or something Don't like that. Don't forget, he was in Catch the Pigeon. What is Catch the Pigeon? The whole premise of that cartoon was Muttley and Dick Dastardly had to catch a pigeon that had spy oh, information. Yeah. And the, the, the theme I remember song was, that now. Catch the Pigeon, Catch the Pigeon. Nap him, grab him, stuff him, squeeze him. Catch the wow. pigeon. <laughs> Sounds like you remember it better than I do. I'm a big fan of Dick Dastardly, and I always... And Muttley? Yeah, Muttley? Muttley to a lesser extent. Do you think Muttley will be in this movie? Yes, I do. Okay, absolutely. Cool. Absolutely, Muttley will be in there. He's just not. They're just not showing him in the trailer because he's going to be a surprise. Okay. They're not, not trying to paint this guy as being the actual Dick Dastardly. Oh, I just got an idea. I just got an idea of how to work Muttley into my plot. Oh, yeah? Because he wasn't in there before until I just okay. brought it up now. But yeah, go on. I always loved uh, how Dick Dastardly would, instead of winning the race, which he was always ahead of everybody else for some yeah. reason, he would just hang just back. Just cheated. And uh, and try to, you know, trip up everybody else. Yeah. Well, if he didn't do that, he probably would have won. won. Yeah, exactly. That old chestnut. That was my dad's favorite character, Dick Dastardly. Now he's being played by Jason Isaacs, who you may remember as playing Lucy. Just Malfoy from the Harry Potter series. Yeah, good piece of casting there. And I think the only other movie I saw him in was Chum Scrubber, if you've ever seen that movie. Well, he was in a TV show that was really good recently, and I'm going to forget the name. Um, where he? Why bring it up then? <laughs> yeah. Because he was good in it. Because he was good in it, yeah. yeah. I'll take your word for it. Started with an O. <laughs> 
Okay. Someone will know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. Next up, playing Velma, uh, I suppose adult version of Velma, is Gina Rodriguez. Now, I can't say I'm familiar with Gina Rodriguez at all. Apparently, she shares a name with a famous porn star, but Gina Why herself. <laughs> that's what Wikipedia Why told me. is that on your mind so much today? Uh, it's Scooby-Doo. Like, what else am what I going to think about? What were you doing while you were making your Scooby-Doo? What was Scooby-Doo? I Scooby-Doing? What were you doing when you did your Scooby-Doo notes? Obviously thinking about the director and star of Jane the Virgin, which is... Gina Rodriguez's major claim to fame. Is she the star, did you say? No, she's not the porn star. Oh. This is the actual actor oh, playing right. Velma. Okay, okay. I, like- I, I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> that you would think that Jane the Virgin was a porno. I like Jane the Virgin, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. I've uh, never seen or heard of it and, before. And uh, I think Velma is probably one of the best characters in this franchise. Yeah, so. she's probably one of the most iconic next to Scooby and Shaggy. Mm-hmm. Definitely not Fred. Fred doesn't stand out at all. Fred and Daphne are just kind of their... Background characters. They just blur into the They never the did anything. No. They always just like disappeared let's and then... split up gang speaking of playing fred jones himself is zach efron yeah now of course we know zach efron from the high school musical movies he was in baywatch recently bad neighbor bad neighbors which we'll talk about again in a second oh really as well as dirty grandpa yeah dirty grandpa and what was that movie where he played ted bundy oh yeah that really was boring it, ted bundy movie bundy? Uh, i don't know I think it was extremely wicked or something vile. I don't remember. Anyway. I, I can't say I remember, but yeah. Hey, I like him. Yeah. He's very much just a slot in hunky personality here. He'll do a decent job, but yeah. I liked Hardly Freddie worth Prince getting Jr. Excited about. Yeah, Freddie Prince Fred. Jr. did a great job He gave as Fred. him personality, you know, which Fred never had before. Yeah. Let's split up, gang. Well, that movie sort of gave everybody personality and yeah. character arcs, which I, I don't think we're going to get here, to be I, honest. I think they're Not going from to... all the characters, Maybe. anyway. I mean, Daphne is kind of appearing a lot more talkative than she did, you know, in the yeah. TV series. I suppose so. But she has jokes. Yeah. Well, they never I, gave Daphne jokes before. Yeah, I, I suppose we'll see when the movie comes out how much of the movie she appears in if she stands out. Speaking of, I wanted to talk about her next because she's being played by Amanda Seyfried. Who's she from? Of Mean Girls fame. I believe she was in Les Mis. She was recently in ah, Twin Peaks as well. Right, 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 right. She's in a whole bunch of stuff. Very acclaimed actress. Yeah, my brother used to have a crush on her. She was in Mamma Mia. Really? Used to. Yeah, she was the lead character in Mamma Mia. Yeah. The daughter of three potential fathers. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know why they've cast her as Daphne of all people. I mean, they could have got any voice actor to do it. But yeah, she's a name. She'll put bums on seats. Yeah. And now playing young Daphne is McKenna Grace, who, believe it or not, we've talked about before because she played young Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel. Did she? Yes. And she also played young Tonya Harding in I, Tonya, which you may remember. She was skating around at the start of the movie. And we're also going to talk about her again in the upcoming Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. She's going to be one of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like a child Ghostbuster? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be child Ghostbusters. They're oh. very much chasing the Stranger Things vibe, but this is a conversation for the future. Okay, we'll put that on the shelf for the time being. So McKenna Grace is very much an up-and-coming actor. Uh, I'm always happy to see her in stuff, and I think everyone should expect to see her. If you are gonna, if you need a little girl in a movie, they're going to be casting her, I guarantee it, because that's like she is the it child actor at the okay. moment. Well, I know you are such a big fan of... Captain Marvel. Yeah, I thought you were going to say I, Tonya. Yeah, I know. I was tricking you. I was tricking you. Next up, playing Dee Dee Sykes. Dee Dee Sykes, of course, is a character who appeared in Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. That's right. A very similar premise to Scooby-Doo and yeah, his that's right. the mystery team. They thaw out a caveman in a cave and he becomes a superhero, of course, naturally. The first ever superhero. Yeah, the first ever superhero. But yeah, playing Dee Dee Sykes is Kiersey Clemens, who was also in Bad Neighbours, Bad Neighbours 2, I believe. I think it's just called Neighbours 
everywhere else in the world, but because we already have a TV show called um, Neighbours, we have to call it Bad Neighbours. It can't be Neighbours. Yeah, exactly. Now, she was also in Lady and the Tramp as well, the most recent oh, Lady the, and the Tramp remake movie. The live action Yeah, that's right. One that I haven't seen. Yeah, neither have I, so I can't say. Was she the lady? No, I think she was actually the wife in oh, that movie. okay. Now, this is quite a long cast list. I feel like this is taking forever, but yeah, next up playing Dynamut Dog Wonder, who we mentioned already, Robot Scooby-Doo, is Ken Jong, who you may remember from the Hangover movies. He was also in Pineapple Express. He's been in a bunch of TV shows as well. Korean comedian, I believe. Yeah, was a doctor. He's American, mind you. Interestingly enough, Dynamut the Dog Wonder. Is that his name? Dynamut. Yeah, yeah Dynamut Dog Wonder. He was originally voiced by Frank Welker, who's voicing Scooby-Doo in this movie. Oh, wow. So I wonder why they didn't get Frank Welker to do Dynamut's voice. Because, and I'm pretty confident here. They wanted Dino- a big name. No, well, Dynamut was originally like bumbling and stupid. Was and he? And was the foil and yeah, the comic, he was. The yeah, comic he was. relief to the Blue Falcon. But in this movie... He seems pretty competent. He seems like really cool and... Yeah. Alert, so I think that's well, why they're going. They don't want to outdo Scooby-Doo. You can't have two movie. Scooby-Doos in one movie. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're going to play on the fact that Scoob looks up to... Yeah, you Dynamut. Know, Dynamut, who's way cooler than Scoob is, until he finds that he was worthwhile all along. Yeah, Look, exactly. Already, don't spoil I'm already given away my plot here. And now the last person I wanted to talk about playing... Captain Caveman! Sorry, everybody. Is Tracy Morgan. I'm very surprised I'm so to hear happy. that uh, Captain Caveman's going to be in this movie. But uh, well, I in mean, what capacity, I guess we'll discuss when we talk about our plots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was a character I was unaware of until doing this show and looking into it. And I was really? like, oh, okay. You'd never heard of him no, before? No, never watched the show or anything like that. So It was yeah. a show that I always hated. I'd always turn it off during the opening credits. Right. Like I'd get as far as that screaming introduction and then I'd be like, ugh, and turn it off. It's such a dumb premise. I mean, they had so many other characters to choose from they chose yeah. this one anyway Tracy I, Morgan Tracy, Tracy Morgan well Tracy Morgan anytime that guy talks I laugh so like he's gonna be a great Captain Caveman then yeah he's just so funny I he's, hope he does the scream he's funny without even trying oh he will he will totally will yeah so Tracy Morgan of course was in SNL alongside uh, good old Will Forte who we discussed earlier and he was also in 30 Rock that's probably yeah. his biggest claim to fame at the moment. Yeah, I'm trying to think what he did after 30 Rock, but not much. Not really. He had a anything. car accident. That's about it. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine now. Okay. I saw him on Comedians in Cars getting coffee, and his yeah. house is massive. And he didn't crash, so. <laughs> yeah, he didn't crash there, no. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Episode. I'm not surprised he's a well respected comedian, so not at all surprised that he's got a big house. And that is, whoa, I feel like that was most of the show, just the cast list itself. Yeah. Have we got even time to do our plots? No, I promise we'll go through them fairly quickly. All right, so let's go into it. I think I'm going first this week yeah i think you are so and i'm really not confident so i rip off that mask very much just pulling off the yeah the the disguise mask Mm. hiding my insecurities underneath it's like a oh my god it's a metaphor yeah it's a confident front and then underneath i'm just uh like a nervous wreck because i know i'm not going to get even close to the plot at all i'm sure we'll all forgive you all right so how i think the movie will open i think it will open very similar to the trailers i didn't think this was originally going to be in the movie but i think they're going to use shaggy and scooby going to the cinema to see their own movie as a framing device for the movie itself. No, I completely disagree already and I'm okay to say you that. You it, think this is going to be in the yeah, movie? Yeah, I think this is going to be in the movie. It's the guy who made Idiocracy. <laughs> like, of course it's going to be in the movie. Yeah, it's I a, thought it it's was a just, trailer device. Yeah, I thought it was just made for the trailer, but I am putting my hands down. I'm putting my wow. money on it. I'm going to say that it's a framing device for the movie itself. Okay. So Shaggy and All Scooby right. are going to see the movie. They're going to explain, oh, wow, I can't believe. Oh, wait, it's, it's Will Oh my Ford God, that's a it. great Shaggy impression. <laughs> It's Will Forte, so he'll be like, Hey, Shaggy, I can't believe we got our own movie. I'm so excited. (laughs) 
But yeah, so we'll jump back and forth to Shaggy in the cinema every now and again just to show us that, oh, this is a story that's already happened. So Don't it'll, be too nervous, kids. So it'll be like a... A framing um, device. What? It'll be like Beavis and Butthead. I was going to say, this is such an obscure reference. Do you remember Elmo in Grouchland? How Bert and Ernie are, like keep stopping the no, movie? No, I never watched that. Oh, okay, well... Oh, they didn't they stop the movie to say everything's okay, kids? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. I thought you were going to say it's like... Um, what was that show you loved? Science Angela fiction. Anaconda? Oh, Mystery Science Mystery, Theater. Mystery Science Theater, that's right. Well, I can't believe I pulled out Angela Anaconda. <laughs> In the Digimon movie, it does start with Angela Anaconda going to watch the Digimon movie. So that's what I thought you were oh referencing. Oh my God. Oh, wow. I totally forgot about that. What a nostalgia trip this movie yeah. is Yeah, well, we're us- just reliving our childhood with Scooby-Doo here. But yeah, I don't think they'll be just commenting on the movie in Mystery Science Theater fashion, uh-huh. but it's just going to be a framing device for so the So every movie now itself. and again, you'll come back and it'll be like, wow, yeah. Scoob, this movie's great. You should buy the merchandise. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'll get into that as I go further further through the film. Are we still just at the beginning? Anyway, so the movie in the movie will start and it will be an origin story. And of course, Shaggy and Scooby will be like, oh, it looks like this movie's going to be an origin story. And of course, we open on a beach. We see Scooby-Doo as a pup or a pup named Scooby-Doo. Well, he doesn't have a name at this point, but he's being chased by a policeman who wants to pick him up as a stray. And Scooby meets Shaggy while Shaggy is enjoying his lunch on a beach blanket. And Shaggy is kind enough to share half his sandwich with him. Then the police officer rocks up. This all happens in the trailer, so I'm pretty confident about this stuff. But yeah, the police officer rocks up and threatens to take Scooby away. But Shaggy pretends that Scooby is his pet and names him after the closest thing in his vision, which happens to be a box of Scooby snacks. Now, isn't that dog food? That's what I thought. That's what I always I thought. I always thought Scooby snacks were dog but food. Shaggy eats it. But why? <laughs> Shaggy <laughs> eats Scooby snacks. Does his parents just give him dog food to eat as a snack? Maybe they're just normal biscuits that he feeds to the dog, which yeah, is maybe. Scooby. Let's just say the safer bet is that option. Yeah, right. So they're Because Shaggy does eat, eat them. Yeah, I know, but I always thought he was just eating dog also, food. Also, do you know Shaggy's a vegetarian, apparently? Yes, he became a vegetarian because the voice actor Casey Kasem was ah, a vegetarian yeah. and didn't want to promote you know, his character eating meat. So he's just like, why are they always eating hot dogs? Why can't they be eating a veggie burger? <laughs> I love some good vegetarian um, promotion there. He's still a vegetarian in this universe. His sandwich is all vegetables and Scooby Snacks are also vegetarian, as we found out in the 2002 movie. Very important. Anyway, this is where Scooby gets his name from. Then we have a montage where Shaggy and Scooby get to know each other. They go to diners and restaurants. They share an ice cream. They run down the street laughing. They roll in a field. At the end of the montage, we see Shaggy presenting Scooby, as we discussed, with his iconic collar and dog tag. We're going to be crying. I love it. I love it. No, it's not that. It's, I love it. And Scooby promises to never, ever take it off, which he never will, of course. Because it makes drawing him easier. Oh, I just realized I wrote a note here that sounds really dodgy when I, when I revisit it. I wrote that they share a tender moment in Shaggy's bed. Well, I've, uh, they're, they're I've seen the on trailer. His bed, yeah, they're yeah. sitting on his bed and they hug each other. They lick each other on the bed. Wait, that's that's getting worse. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> The following Halloween, Shaggy and Scooby are trick-or-treating, and this is where they meet Fred, Daphne, and Velma for the first time. So interestingly enough, Fred, Daphne, and Velma already know each other, so we don't need to explore their origin story at all. Not important. And Shaggy and Scooby are big fans of Blue Falcon and Dynamut. I think this is uh, heroes that have existed in this universe already. They're just idols that Scooby and Shaggy look up to. So they're dressed as them this Halloween. So once the gang have all met up, they approach a spooky looking house looking for Halloween candy, but are shocked to discover that a real ghost lives in the house. So after running around and doing their standard Scooby-Doo running through the hallways and doors gag that Scooby-Doo is famous for, the TV show that is, the gang manages to subdue the ghost and pull off its mask, revealing that the ghost was old man Jenkins the whole time. 
And of course, we find out that old man Jenkins was haunting the house as part of a nefarious scheme. He's Maybe he's trying to devalue the property or maybe increase the value. It's something to do with property value, I can guarantee you that. But it always was. As he's being carted away by the police, he tells them, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your stupid dog. But of course, as we know from the trailer, he's cut off halfway through the sentence, leaving all the kids who wanted to hear the full line a bit blue-balled. <laughs> Disappointment all around. Yes. So now we cut back to Shaggy and Scooby who are watching the movie in the cinema. And this is where they say, oh, look, Scoob, this is the point where everything changed. And then back in the movie itself. I'm sorry, Kieran. This whole movie premise is super lame. If they do it, you're going to be eating your words if they actually do it. This is the point of these predictions. I'm not saying you're lame. I'm saying if I was watching this movie, I'd be like, oh, this is annoying me. It's like a guy that thought a movie about a house in space was a good idea. (laughs) Is the director or something like that. Anyway. We return to the movie itself where the gang are now all teenagers. They look like how they have in all the iconic TV shows and movies, so on and so forth. And they're in the middle of wrapping up another mystery where I think it'll be the space kook because I heard that the space kook is going to appear I heard in this the movie. space kook was in this movie as well. Now, he is basically a skeleton in an astronaut outfit yeah. who has a really weird laugh. It's like... Yeah! It's a great character. Uh, he's a very iconic Scooby-Doo villain. But yeah, they're going to reveal that, I don't know, maybe it's old man Jenkins again. <laughs> You keep doing this, old man Jenkins. Give it up. But yeah, they really the, should lock that police car. Pulling off his mask and revealing it to be another random old coot again who's trying to devalue some land quite possibly again. again. I think just like in the 2002 movie, if you remember that movie opened exactly the same way as I'm yeah. just describing, I think quite like that movie, Shaggy and Scooby are going to end up having a falling out with the rest of the gang over some petty trivial argument. So maybe someone accuses Scooby and Shaggy of not pulling their weight. Maybe they screwed something up while attempting to capture the space kook and they're like, Scooby, Shaggy, you, you guys are just huge screw-ups you got to pull your weight more and they take it to heart and are offended and said you know what we don't need this mystery solving business anymore we quit we're going to go live normal lives where we won't be startled and spooked every day which seems like a good idea because they seem to hate what they do exactly and they just want to eat so yeah this is a reasonable transition for them (laughs) makes sense right start up a restaurant yeah exactly well they're not going to start up a restaurant i think daphne fred and velma will take the mystery machine because they're going to continue doing the mystery solving as mystery inc of course and Shaggy and Scooby retire as ripe old teenagers. Well, they've been teenagers since the 60s. Yeah, so. exactly. I guess they're a lot older than they look. Yeah, they've been doing this a long time. They're like the Simpsons. They're just permanently stuck the one age and never have birthdays. So I think Shaggy and Scooby will decide to cheer themselves up by visiting a bowling alley, which of course we see in the trailer. And while they're at the bowling alley, you know, knocking down a few frames, they're attacked by mysterious robots with chainsaw hands and tails that fire lasers. So I think these robots will start off looking like cute little humanoid aliens, but then they sort of transform and roll out into these deadly chainsaw-wielding killbots, mm. essentially. And I think these robots will come pouring out of the ball return slot. You know where, like, the bowling ball rolls back up? I know exactly what you mean. Oh, I see. It's going to appear in somebody else's plot. <laughs> so I think during this confrontation, they're screaming, they're yelling, I think Shaggy will manage to take out one of the robots with a bowling ball and destroy it. And this gives them the window to escape through the chute at the end of the bowling lane. The two of them will manage to escape the bowling alley into the back alley behind the bowling alley, from alley to alley, I suppose. But the alley is a dead end. And just as it looks like the robots are about to pounce on Scooby and Shaggy, they're abducted by what appears to be a UFO. So Shaggy and Scooby quickly realise that they're in fact on board the Falcon Fury, which happens to be the personal airship of the Blue Falcon. And here, they're welcomed by the Blue Falcon's assistant, Dee Dee Sykes. Yeah. 
We're then introduced to the Blue Falcon himself, who enters in a dramatic fashion as Shaggy and Scooby stare in awe. Now, I just wanted to point out as well that the Blue Falcon dabs. Oh, he does? Did yeah, he do it he in dabs. the trailer? Yeah, yeah, he, in the trailer, he comes out, he does his big dramatic display, and then at the end, he tops it off. Little cherry on top of the cake is a good old dab. Isn't dabbing dead? Dead? Dead as disco? Yeah, I absolutely think so. I just wanted to point out at this point, they also meet Dynamut, the dog wonder. He's brought out as well. Good to know. He's like Inspector Gadget, right, Dynamut? That was his thing. Yeah, I guess so. Like he kind of like, his paws like could turn off. And yeah, he's just an all-round utilitarian dog. Robot dog. So I think that Blue Falcon will be quickly revealed to be an egomaniac and we'll see that he treats Dee Dee and Dynamut as though they're his servants rather than his partners. I think that Blue Falcon and his team have heard of Mystery Inc. in the past and they want to recruit Scooby and Shaggy to help them track down the hideout of Dick Dastardly, who has recently captured their friend, Captain Caveman. (laughs) Captain Caveman! Now, Falcon also explains that Dick Dastardly's ultimate plan is to capture all the dogs in the world to use as his minions, quite like Muttley. Now, I recall you said that they were actually trying to summon Cerberus, so... I guess... No, go with that one. They're going to capture all the dogs to use as his minions, and then they're going to build a dog pentagram Uh to summon Cerberus. But instead of summoning Cerberus, maybe they'll summon Muttley instead. That would be hilarious. Or Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. So they're moving on to their bigger and better plan. Just in my version of the movie. We'll see if this actually happens in the movie. Then, as Blue Falcon wraps up his explanation, they're attacked by Dick Dastardly's airship, which leads to a spectacular aerial dogfight with Shaggy and Scooby screaming and becoming airsick and eventually wanting to get off the crazy ride. But of course, our heroes manage to evade Dick Dastardly's airship. Thank God. And the day is safe. Meanwhile, Fred, Daphne and Velma hear about the incident at the bowling alley and show up to investigate. And they find that the killer robots are now quite cute and friendly, sitting around enjoying little sodas and bowling a few frames themselves. Now they question the bowling alley employee about Shaggy and Scooby and discover that they were in fact taken. They were abducted by a supposed UFO. So the bowling alley attendant's not worried about the robots? No, they're basically paying customers at this point, (laughs) essentially. They're after work, they're outside of hours. It's a retail gig, so what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. She should just be happy she has a job. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Now, as well, the bowling alley employee will make the gang feel bad about their falling out with Shaggy and Scooby as we see in the trailer yep. and Velma will come across the remains of the robot that Shaggy and Scooby managed to break with the bowling ball which they take back to the mystery machine to investigate further so within the robot itself Velma finds a hair which turns out to be one of Dick Dastardly's moustache hairs and they do an analysis on it revealing Dick Dastardly's hair profile and backstory I suppose yeah. and last known location because you know a teenager would have that equipment yeah it's basically like I police lo- equipment I love I love the suspension of disbelief I, I know I come across really cynical but I can't of enjoy the fact that they're just like yeah we have this machine yeah whatever i miss stories having that they just have like whatever they need is just like hey i put it in the computer yeah. and push the buttons and it'll tell me what i need to yeah. know there's a house in space just go with it so the gang sets off to rescue shaggy and scooby and the good old mystery machine and at this point we return to shaggy and scooby on board the falcon fury we'll take some time the movie will slow down a little and we'll get to know Dee Dee and dynamite better as people slash robot dogs <laughs> There'll be a gag where Scooby dresses in Falcon's outfit, which leads to some embarrassing moments. So he's running around pretending Don't to be look at me. the Blue Falcon, and then suddenly the Blue Falcon will walk in in his underwear and be like, has anyone seen my costume? Scooby-Doo's wearing it. Wait, is he dressed as Dynamite or Falcon No, no, Fury? as Falcon Fury. Oh, the Blue Falcon, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We've got Blue to stop Falcon. doing that. Yeah, that's right. They're so easy to mix them up. 
Now, during their time on the Falcon Fury, I think Shaggy and Scooby will discover that the Blue Falcon isn't the noble hero that they thought he'd be. He's actually quite a jerk. He's cocky and rude. And this changes their whole perspective on him. Their whole childhoods have been shattered at this point. Okay. We return to Fred and Velma. We cut back to them as they're driving through the desert. And at this point, they're pulled over by a police car. But surprise... The police car's actually full. It's being driven by the killer robots who swarm in and attack our gang and end up capturing them. And after they're captured, they're taken to Dick Dastardly's headquarters in an abandoned carnival where they're imprisoned alongside Captain Caveman. <laughs> See, we're taking a hop, skipping a jump right to the basic <laughs> end of the movie because <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of talking about it. So Shaggy and Scooby finally decide to admit to the Blue Falcon that they're hopeless at solving mysteries without the help of their friends. And the Falcon allows them to leave the airship and go about their business. But as soon as they leave the ship, Shaggy and Scooby learn that Fred, Daphne and Velma have been captured. Maybe Shaggy calls them or maybe he comes across the mystery machine and he's just like, hang on, where are these guys? They were heading to this abandoned carnival and now they're missing. Daphne hasn't updated her Instagram story. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. Is They're going to use social media to track them down. What do you bet they... And modern references. They vlog. I bet they vlog. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bet that they vlog I as well. I bet Fred vlogs. More in point, I think he's going to be a vlogger. Okay, interesting. I would have said Daphne, but no, you got to go against the grain. Okay, fair enough. He has a food blog. He could do like a Logan Paul esque vlog. Yeah, just taking videos of people who've committed suicide, that sort of fun stuff. (laughs) Well, he does do a mystery, you know, chases ghosts all day. Yeah, exactly. This leads Shaggy and Scooby to the abandoned carnival. They're all together here at the same place at the moment. So while Shaggy and Scooby are poking around this carnival, they're attacked by the killer robots again, along with Dick Dastardly, who shows up in his airship. And just as it looks like they're doomed, the Blue Falcon will swoop in at the last minute. And we think he's going to save the day, but you could probably see this one coming a mile off in my plot. He's a baddie. It turns out that he's been working alongside Dick Dastardly the whole time. Oh, no. You see, the Blue Falcon wanted to raise his profile as a superhero. Basically, he wanted to become famous as a superhero. He wanted to be Tony Stark. So he paid Dick Dastardly to keep the other superheroes out of the way by posing as a supervillain, which is why Captain Caveman was kidnapped. That prevents Captain Caveman from stepping this on... This is kind of like what happened in Mystery Men, right? I've never seen Mystery Men, oh. but yeah, it could well be. But yeah, this prevents Captain Caveman from stepping on Blue Falcon's toes, stealing his thunder, and this is where it gets a bit shaky. Right. Blue Falcon wanted to prevent Mystery Inc. from uncovering the truth, so he led Fred, Daphne, and Velma on a wild goose chase while pretending to hunt down Dick Dastardly with Shaggy and Scooby. So he's got both teams sort of out of the way and okay. out of his hair. And he got the two idiot ones, or presumably yeah, idiot ones. to help him out, because he knew that they weren't really going to achieve anything. Or figure it out as well. Yeah, and it also saves face because it looks like he's recruiting them to help, so this sort of, like, diverts suspicion so away from him. It absolves him. See, this is getting better and better the more I explain it. It's a great plot, Kieran. So This is what happens when you believe in yourself. At the end of the day, the Blue Falcon is ultimately taken down by Shaggy and Scooby, who learn that they have to be brave to be real heroes, so they become superheroes themselves, Love like it. they Good always message. wanted to be. They're also helped out by Dee Dee and Dynamut, who prove to be more capable than Blue Falcon gave them credit for. And at the same time, we'll cut back and forth between the two during the action scene. We'll see that Dick Dastardly and Muttley are defeated by Captain Caveman, who has been freed and assisted by Velma, Daphne and Fred. So we've got the two teams. They're finding the villains. They'll ultimately come together to save the day at the end. And everybody's happy dappy. Happy dappy. Yeah, do. So once Dick and Falcon are sent off to jail, Dee Dee and Dynamite offer Shaggy and Scooby a place on the Falcon Fury as real superheroes. But of course, Shaggy and Scooby decline, deciding instead to rejoin their old pals, Fred, Daphne, Velma, who very much have disappeared into the background again. Mystery Inc. They're going to rejoin them and solve mysteries once again. 
And then we'll cut back to the cinema. We've got Scooby and Shaggy walking out, finishing off their popcorn and being like, wow, wasn't that a great film, Scoop? I hope they do a sequel set in the same universe. Yeah, right. It's really good. And that will be Scooby-Doo. Done. Right. Okay. So, you know, you have to tell the audience that the movie's good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I can guarantee you they'll do that in some capacity. Yeah. Interesting. How do you feel about that? Not confident like, at all. I feel like a counselor. Like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I am. If again, I always say this when I'm not confident. If I get at least thirty percent of the plot right, even if it's just the stuff that I know will happen in you it, might, I you will might. be satisfied. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I want to hear yours now. Yes, let's do it now. Mine's all over the shop, so bear with me. Because usually I do a little bit more preparation than I did today, but uh, Scoob obviously isn't worth that. So oh, wow. <laughs> here we go. Sorry, Scoob fans. Look, I think with at least the start, we're going to have. Well, I think anybody who's intelligent will know that there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. So sorry we can't focus all of our <laughs> attention and strengths on fucking Scoob. It's been a difficult week for, I think, both of us. For uh, the world. Yes. Yes, definitely. Since this is coming out at the end of March. Mm. So look in your history books if it's way off in the future <laughs> and it's not back to normal again. But uh, but we podcast throughout this because yeah, that's the type of people we are. Yeah. So on that note, here's Scoob. Here's my Scoob. We don't have... Uh, we'll a- put that away, Matty D. <laughs> That's my Scooby snack. Sorry, okay, anyway, going. anyway, um, we're not we're not having it in a movie theaters. That's that's not going to happen. Not the framing device. In we're going to start with a flashback, and we're going to start with Scoob, of course, who's being pursued by a dog catcher. Um, he might be like rummaging around and eating something, and then he bumps in the dog in the catcher. Trash, yeah, he he annoys the dog catcher, and the dog catcher decides to go and so pursue the dog him. catcher that has police written on his shirt. Does the dog catcher call the police? No. Okay. No. This I'm going to say that this is a dog catcher that's chasing him, and it's the dog catcher He's dressed from, as a policeman from Yankee Doodle Dandy from oh, a really? 1961 short. Yes, wow, what a right. reference. That's right. They're bumbling around. He's being pursued by this dog catcher or police officer because apparently it's a police officer. It is. Fine, whatever. And I'm going to say he also goes past... trying to save your points here, buddy, D. He knocks... He he rummages through the back alleyways and he bumps past Top Cat and his gang. Oh, I hope so. We're going to see them because we all love Top Cat. Indescribable Top Cat. And eventually they end up in a beach, pretty similar to your plot. And by this stage, Scoob has seemingly escaped from this uh, police from officer. From justice, he's escaped And he justice. bumps into a young boy, Shaggy, as they, very similar to your plot, bond over food. Yep. And also bond over the fact that they're both very scared of things. So maybe early on in the movie, Scoob is scared of something and that... Top cat. <laughs> he's scared of Top cat. And Close that- friends get to call him TC. <laughs> oh, wow, there you go. And that's what sort of gets the, the fuzz onto him. Yep. And they share this in common, but they also share their love of food. So they have a bonding moment. Shaggy shares his favorite snacks with Scooby. And this is where the police officer or dog catcher comes up wanting to put Scooby away, in which we've heard it in your plot. We saw it in the trailer. We saw it in the trailer. Shaggy then lies and says that it's his dog and names him Scooby-Dooby-Doo after his favorite snack. And the two are inseparable from that point on. And his favorite band, the Doobie Brothers. And here's where we'll have a little montage of them hanging out together. Yeah, exactly like in my plot. Um, we see the lovely, lovely uh, heartwarming, heartwarming scene. scene with the collar, which I hope they sell Scooby I toys, where you push, push the little button and it says, I love it. <laughs> I'll buy that. So Shaggy also introduces Scooby to his idol. They might be watching an old TV serial of mm. the Blue Falcon, and we'll see posters Dynamite of- Dynamite Dog Wonder. Dynamite Dog Wonder, which will change Scooby's life, because you'll be like, wow, they're, I love so, it. they're so brave. <laughs> I love it. And we'll also see posters on the walls of these characters as well. And they decide that they're going to go in Halloween dressed as their two heroes yep. together. So they go off trick-or-treating. They bump into a young Fred, a young Velma, and a young Daphne, and they decide- 
decide, hey, well, let's go trick-or-treating together. Yeah. Scoob and Chag loves food. Daphne and Velma and... Fred. Fred. <laughs> the other guy, the Want to go trick-or-treating. They go up to a haunted house, knock on the haunted house with other kids maybe around them. A ghost comes and scares everybody else away except for our five heroes. Yep. And very similar to your plot, they decide to investigate further. Wacky shenanigans ensue. There's a chase scene. Yeah. Maybe Scooby and Shaggy find some food and eat the food and, you know, all hilarity yeah. happens. They manage to, almost by accident, uncover that the bad guy was... Chandelier falls on him. Actually, yeah. Actually a real regular person and gets taken away by the police officer, much in the same vein as you, being yep. cut off before he says... His famous line. His famous line. And then introduces us to a montage of... Mystery solving. Mystery solving. And from this point on, Fred will announce we should be... Let's split up. ...a gang. Maybe he'll actually say, good work, gang. Yeah. And that'll, that'll start off what becomes the five... Mystery team. The, I nearly said the duo. The, yeah. the gang that we all know and love. And we'll see the montage as well through like news playbook clippings. Oh, okay. I like that. So, gang gets called off to look into a haunted bowling alley. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So they arrive there. The pins are falling over by themselves. They go into the bowling alley. Yeah, we'll do something like that. And they decide to split up. And Scooby and Shaggy go, yeah, we'll take this section of the bowling alley because that's where the food is. Right. So while Fred and Velma and Daphne are out doing real work, Scooby and Shaggy are eating food. They're having fun. They're, you know, squirting ketchup bottles on each other and yeah. making impressions of things that will There's date. a really long fart joke for some reason. <laughs> exactly. All this will be very very dated references as well. And eventually they're going to bump something over, knock a ball into the... Ball return slot. Ball return slot. But it won't come out and they'll look into the ball return slot and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all these robots come out. Yeah. They scare them. They fall down the bowling alley. The chute. They go through the chute. They're out the back. They're being pursued by these violent robots that you so eloquently described in your plot. Yep. And just before they're about to be dog meat and Mm. shag meat, (laughs) they they get abducted by a blue light. Jeez, I like that you're keeping it a mystery, even though we've covered it in detail. <laughs> so this is where you, your plot and my plot kind of differ. Yeah, so, I knew it would. So I'll firstly start with Scoob and Shag and what their story is going to be. So they're going to be abducted onto what they find out to be the Falcon Fury. They're going to meet their hero, the Blue Falcon. Now, yep. Blue Falcon's going to be a little bit of an egomaniac, but he's not going to be a bad guy. He's going to be a, a decent oh, wow. person. Spoilers. He is just... Misguided. No, he's just not doing all the work. Right. So he just leaves it to Dynamite Dog Wonder and good old DD. Yeah, yeah. He's more he's more of a funny, ignorant character. Right. Because the real brains of the outfit is Dynamut and also uh Didi. Now these guys, um, or at least Dynamut's different from his character in the cartoon. He's gonna be very switched on, very yep. action-packed, very yeah. cool nice and suave. Point. And what they're gonna try to do and why they've abducted Scooby is because, and I'm really reaching here, is because uh they believe Scooby is a type of dog breed. He's the last dog breed left. He's a great Dane. On is he really a yep. great Dane? Yep. I thought he was a Scooby dog. No, he's a great Dane. <laughs> There's something about Scooby, and I didn't think about it that maybe they need him for this dog apocalypse. Well, they need him for ritual. the ritual. They yeah. need him for the ritual. So something about Scooby's DNA means that they need he's needed for this dastardly ritual, which they'll describe. So what they're doing is they don't know what's happening, but they know there's a bad person planning to end the world, and Scooby Doo is a key figure in it. Right. They don't know what. Which is why the robots were attacking but them in the first know, place. But they know, exactly, but they know who is. Yeah, almost like the robots set up a trap. But they know who can give them more information. 
That's why they all decide to go and find the oldest superhero in the world, the caveman, which right. takes them to an icy area where they're going to go on an adventure to go seek out the caveman. Now, yep. Fred, Velma, and the oh, rest of them- This is making way more sense than my plot. The boring ones, they come to the scene of the crime afterwards while they were there, but they come back and they're like, where's Shaggy and Scooby? They, get they went told, off to have a threesome somewhere. They, they, get, told, <laughs> they get told by the, uh, the, the clerk that they got abducted. It all happens as it happens in the trailer. They find, by just doing some detective work, a mustache, which leads them to realise that... A full moustache. No, a moustache hair, sorry. Yeah. That leads them to realise that Dick Dastardly is the villain behind this. Because they use their weird police their scanner. Scanner. And from this point on, we're going to have scenes of Dick Dastardly doing nefarious things because he's got to have some Maybe he'll time. have a dance scene. Oh, God, yeah. He absolutely will. Exactly like in Sonic the Hedgehog, which <laughs> we'll talk about later. Yeah. And, um, and also, Muttley will be with Dick Dastardly. Yeah, he'll do his laugh. Yeah. Can you do the laugh? That's pretty good. Can you do it? No. <laughs> I've never been able to do it. So, with Velma's tech skills, she takes apart one of the robots, finds a computer chip, and finds out the location of where Dick Dastardly is. So, this is the middle part of my so she movie. she doesn't get the hair out of the robot? No, she doesn't. Okay. I'm going to say they find the hair on the floor. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. They know from the hair it's Dick Dastardly. They know from the computer chip where he is, presuming that... That's good. I like that. That's how they'll get their friends back. Fred, Velma, Daphne go on a road trip. Shenanigans ensue. They get attacked by robots. They're going through sort of an Are they arid- driving a police car like in my plot? Yeah, well, they're driving their mystery van, but the mystery van might break. They're going to go through an Arizona area. Meanwhile, Shaggy and Scooby, hijinks ensue where they're kind of going through and trying to get the caveman character. With the superheroes. With the superheroes, yeah, exactly. makes sense. Exactly. So Fred and the gang end up coming to, throughout this whole plot, they get they finally get to an abandoned Amusement caravan, park? Ab- ab- abandoned amusement park. A caravan, yes. you said. You mean and, like a carnival? Yeah, you know, yeah, an old yeah. carnival. And they get captured by Dick Dastardly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. When Shaggy and Scooby hears about this, they decide that they're going to go and try to save their friends. They're going to go to the with Falcon Fury. Come on, Falcon! There's going to we be. We gotta go save our friends. There's going to be like a yeah. A, a I love it. There's going to be a fight scene in the sky. Dick Dastardly like will, a dog fight. Yeah, exactly. Appropriately enough, Dick Dastardly will get the better of them, seemingly. So they're going to have the space kook, who is like he's going to be like Dick Dastardly's um, minion. Minion, yeah. Oh, poor Muttley. It'll also be uncovered by Falcon Fury that what... <laughs> just got what you said there. That what Dick Dastley wants to do is he wants to make a ritual to bring about Cerberus, the yep. three-headed dog, causing the dog apocalypse. There'll be a scene where Scooby and Shaggy will be trying to walk around, you know, trying to find their friends. By this stage, they've been separated by Fa- the Falcon Fury team. Scooby will be in a hall of mirrors where Dick Dastley will try to... He'll meet his doppelganger in there and in- trade places with him. Entice him. Yeah, exactly. He will try. Dick Dastley will try to entice him into joining his team. Scooby will say no. Eventually, Scooby and Shaggy, when there's nobody else to save the day, they pluck up the courage to stop the machine that Dick Dastley built. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say he has a machine that sort of is going to like a open, up a, machine. open up the portal and bring on Cerberus. Yep. Uh, because maybe at this stage, ooh, I got it. Maybe at this stage, Dick Dastardly has the necklace, the the collar. The that, amulet. Oh, the, the Scooby-Doo. The Scooby-Doo I love collar. a collar. Yeah. yeah, the Scooby-Doo, I love a collar. And he's using that to power his machine and has Scooby's DNA, which is going to bring back the Cerberus dog. He broke his promise. Well, he didn't, you know, 
It ha- yeah. happened by accident, but it's a symbol of Maggie, their friendship. He forced me. It's a symbol of their friendship. But eventually, the two uh, unsung heroes will come and shut off the machine. Dick Dastardly will be arrested, but he'll be back in future installments. And I hope you're ready for more Hanna-Barbera fun mm. because we're going to get a whole cinematic universe. We're going to get a teaser. I mean, obviously, the gang are all happy and, the, and we get to have like a dance number and all that jazz. But we're going to have a teaser for Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, oh, really? Yes, or the Jetsons. So that is my movie. I love it. It made more sense in my head. Made more sense in uh, my plot. The caveman did not do a lot, but he's... Oh, oh what I'm going to say about it. the caveman. The caveman's supposed to be like a Neanderthal. I think the gag is going to be he's actually really intelligent. I think a lot of these oh, characters will be... So he's completely opposite of how he is yeah, in the cartoon. Well, I think a lot of these characters will be like, Dynamut's really resourceful. Caveman's actually really intelligent. Dee's actually really... Well, Dee is probably the same as what she was yeah. in the cartoon. Everyone's kind of not who they appear to be. Right. So that's what's going to be the, the comic relief there. And why they get Caveman is because the Caveman knows about the dog apocalypse and he knows what Dick Darsley's going to do. So he leads them to the carnival. And that's my plot. There we go. For better or for worse. Yeah. I think I like it better than mine. But again... Well, we'll see. We'll see when and if the movie comes out. Who's closest? We will. So if you're a big Scooby-Doo fan and you're excited for Scoob and you have your own theories of what's going to happen in the movie, you can let us know. I'd love to hear what you think is going to happen. I'm sure anything you come up with is going to be better than the effort that the two of us made. Well, Matty we D did a decent we, job. We had some effort. There was some effort. Yes. You can let us know what you think is going to happen. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Potential Spoilers Podcast. Otherwise, we're also on Twitter and is it Instagram? We are on Instagram. Yeah. If you know how to find us there, you can seek us out and yeah, send Matty D a DM. Potential Spoilers Pod is where we're on Instagram and mm. Potential... What are we on? I think it's Potential Spoils. Yeah, Potential Potential spoils on Twitter. Interesting. I haven't been able to find it myself, but I'm sure it exists. <laughs> we, we do. And it's we our exist. show. So let us know what you think is going to happen, or even just let us know who you think is going to be closer to the actual film plot. Or was there anything in the trailer that we missed? Yeah, and I'm sure there was a lot that we missed. Do you know more about Captain Caveman than we do? Probably. And let also, us know. Also, just out of interest, if there's a Hanna-Barbera character that you really want to see in the big screen that hasn't been yeah. in the big screen or that hasn't been done well, let us know. I would want to see a Jetsons movie. Yeah. Personally, that'd be sick. Oh, wow. I'd want to see a Manila Gorilla or whatever his name is yeah. cartoon. That'd be sick as well. Yeah, you... Snagglepuss? That, that hippopotamus who wears the safari outfit. What's that guy's name? <laughs> I, yeah, I want to see him in his own movie. I'm, I'm sure if it's as big and as broad as the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it won't be. They're going to have to include all of these characters at some point. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Huckleberry Hound recruiting everybody. Or Top Cat recruiting everybody. Yeah. Let's make a Top Cat movie. Snagglepuss. Heavens to Megatroid. You've got to join my gang. Maybe Snagglepuss will leave him Exit. alone. Stage right, even. Right, okay. So that wraps up another episode. We should probably say before we go what we're going to be covering next week. Let's. We were actually planning to predict another movie, but we thought we'll take a break since there's a lot of things that we need to address at the moment. So join us next week for another installment of our movie talk series. We're going to be chatting movies and we're going to be talking about the current status of film releases. Which I'm sure you know exactly what we're talking about if you've got any access to the news right now. Uh, But those episodes are a little bit more loosey-goosey so yeah. if you want to see a little bit more of our personalities, it's always a good yeah. way to see it. We'll tell personal stories. We'll get into our opinions, so on and so forth. 
And I think we'll just generally have an interesting time. Now, don't forget as well to listen to the pullback episode that we appeared on. It's actually going to be a two-parter, so I'll post links in this episode's description to that. Mm-hmm. Please support that show. I think we're both big fans of it. We'll, yeah, it's a great show. It's worth a listen. I guess if you like our show, you might like their show. They're not really similar, but at least you might like the episode we appeared I on. I think you can learn a lot more from Absolutely. their show. I- <laughs> yeah. They're way more informed than we are. They're not guessing. They're actually doing real research. Well, and no, they do. They do a good job. It's a great show. Yes, and I'm more than happy to help promote it. So yes, join us next week for Movie Talk, and we'll see you then. See you next week. <laughs> I'll have whatever he's having. <laughs> Are you challenging me? Hmm. Maybe. Pull my finger. Uh-oh, too late. You're in trouble. Oh boy. Until your fur singed off. Right.